Hey, this is Bo, the Contemplative Trucker. It is April 8th. I am still in Southern Washington. Uh, I drove to Sacapoose, Oregon today to run an errand, but I can't talk about what the errand was yet. Um, you can unhook the trailer and just drive the truck. That's called Bobtail. Which is, uh, which is what I did. Um, so a lot of effort to get to Sacapoose. I think I'm saying that right. Was able to see the timber industry on the lumber industry on the Columbia River where um, ocean going vessels are there. It's pretty, pretty cool. And um, the dogwoods are amazing. Like I know I keep talking about the dogwoods but the dogwoods are special. Uh, it, that's and unfortunately, I wasn't able to get a picture of of one. Uh, maybe I'll do that before I leave. But um, they're just so healthy. And um, in the South, for various reasons, all of which I don't know. Um, you see dogwoods, but a lot of times they're, they're just not as full and as healthy as, as the ones I'm seeing around here. Um, so that was pretty cool. The other thing I did today was um, it's allergy season. I take Claritin D, which is Claritin, the antihistamine, and... Uh, with Sudafed in it, the decongestant. I take that regularly during allergy season. And um, and you can't buy it in Oregon, apparently. So maybe I'll try again tomorrow. But there's, there are rules. It's like, ideally, I would like to be able to go to the drugstore and buy eight weeks worth of Claritin D. Um, and if and the rules in most states are that you can only buy 15 days worth at a time. And that's a problem because it's hard for me to get to a drugstore a lot of times. So, um, it, you know, it's, it's one of these deals where in principle, it's better for 10 guilty people to go free and then one innocent person be punished. But in, in practice, we punish everybody. So I can't get booger medicine uh, because it's easy to turn into meth. And how much does it help the meth? I don't know, because I see tweakers all over the place on the West Coast. So uh, anyway, that was... Uh, a bit of a frustration today. You would think that the government would want to help protect my right to get booger medicine, but instead, no. Um, and and but hey, if I want to get some cannabis, I would be in good shape because there's cannabis dispensaries all over the place, and it's okay to get that. But booger medicine, no good. So that is, uh, that's what I did today. Um, I got 
some feedback on my little test episode yesterday. But I know some people are lying, or probably some people are lying, uh, because I could see that only four people listened to my little test episode last night. And, you know, on the bright side, that, that that takes the pressure off, so I don't have to edit out all my ums and ahs like Clint used to do. Clint, Clint Jacobs used to make me sound a lot smarter and a lot more eloquent than I really am. Because he would go edit all the awkward pauses and all the ums and ahs. I think I was tireder last night. And uh, there probably was a lot more of them than there is today. But still, there, there's no getting around it. I'm an awkward pause, ums and ahs type guy. Um, and that's the way it is. But if there's only four people listening and I'm one of the four, so that makes three others... That's a lot less nerve-wracking about my babbling. Ideally, the way this should work, and this is this is an app called Anchor. So ideally, the way this should work is eventually another podcaster will listen to my little podcast, and there'll be some back and forth. But right now, it's me talking into the netherverse. Which is good, because uh, so because it, there is something cathartic about it. Like in, in this case, I got hammered pretty hard over the Meghan Markle thing, and that's what I'm going to talk about. Um, so I got hammered pretty hard over it, and I blocked the person, so you know don't have to listen to that nonsense anymore. But, but the for some reason I'm fine with people who dis disagree with me. That's fine. Um, but the gaslighting and the straw man arguments gets to me sometimes. So if you say I said something I didn't say, that bothers me. And so anyway, one thing I've learned is that podcasters and bloggers they have this this gene where it's therapeutic to publish thoughts out to the world and a lot of people take diaries and so why is it more cathartic to release it to the world instead of just keeping it in a diary i don't know the answer to that i know everybody doesn't have that gene but sometimes I'm one of them. So anyway, that's uh, that's the that's the uh, therapy of this podcast, which has the whopping three listeners. <clears throat> um, and another benefit is if I'm ever called out again by somebody who's furious that I called Meghan Markle a a um, liberated strumpet, then I can just send him back to the podcast and say, "Hey, well." Here's my clarification on that, and I don't have to repeat myself again, because I am growing tired of the of the subject. Um, I don't even care about Meghan Markle or the royal family, really. I do care that so many people are looking up to her as a role model, and that's why I made that original post on Facebook. It's kind of like when... 
when I was first divorced, which is quite a long time ago now, but the ba- I had never watched The Bachelor. I had never watched The Bachelorette. I actually know Byron Velvick, or I knew him. I haven't talked to him in a long time, but I had interviewed him a few times. Byron Velvick was the, I think he was on episode first season of The Bachelor. And um, so I talked to the guy about fishing, but wasn't curious enough to go back and watch an episode of The Bachelor. And then after I was divorced, um, I did it so that I could basically have something to talk about with single women that I had not much in common with. And so what I found was most women, it was like watching a circus or or the same way I watch Star Trek or sci-fi. I mean, it's entertaining and it has beautiful locations and but they they're not so you know, they get they understand that they're watching a fantasy, they're watching entertainment, that it's like watching the circus. But there's another group of women that get lost lost in it. And when they got on match.com they were sort of trying to recreate their own bachelor episode or bachelorette. I get them confused. But anyway, you know, like if you've never watched the show, it, it's it's pretty uh, sickening how a man and a woman will sit down and they'll say um, cheesy things to each other. And then the woman will leave the room and the next woman will walk in and he'll say the same or similar, uh, you know, sappy things. And <laughs> that's that's uh, if you're actually doing your dating life like that, where you're having a revolving door and you're saying emotionally connecting things to multiple people like that's that's, you know, that's that's not I suppose a lot of people do it that way, but. I don't, and um, so anyway, I think Meghan Markle's kind of a similar type thing. Some people have really identified with her a little too closely, and if if you're watching it because you enjoy watching the circus, that's fine, but if you've lost touch with reality and gotten a little too deep into it, then that's not fine, and this person that was emailing me a little too um, aggressively, I think has lost touch with reality a little bit. Okay, I'm going to list some informed reasons why I think Meghan Markle is not a good role model. One, the whole conflict of interest thing is lost on her. So, hey, we're going to fly you over to, or <laughs> we're going to move you here and spend $45 million on a wedding and give you a, a comfortable home and a staff of 12. And your job is to be the figurehead for our country. 
but you have to put the country's needs first. It's all about the country. It's not about you. And you have to leave your old country behind. And she agreed to that and enjoyed the wedding. And she didn't have to agree to that. Like they could have just decided to move to Hollywood in the first place. Like the whole conflict of interest thing, she could have immediately said, oh no, like I'm not okay with that. So right after they got married, um, they tried to get a website for, I, I'm, I'm gonna get the, if I try to repeat the details, I'm gonna get it wrong. But the bottom line is, right after they got married, it she tried to self-promote, and the whole avoid conflict of in interest aspect of her job was lost on her. And this was before she was pregnant. This was after she had had her, her time in the spotlight. The whole conflict of interest thing is lost on her the whole fact she left her country behind and was supposed to be a hundred percent in to the, her new country and her job is to be the figurehead for for it because they do have like actual responsibilities um with public image with diplomacy with um being the figurehead things that our vice president does or our diplomats do so it's not it's not all phony baloney stuff like um there's like real responsibility there and completely lost her by making a website trying to shoplift property intellectual property so that was before she was pregnant that was not impressive that is right there when she lost me not worth talking about what's worth talking about is all the hero worship she's got all right so the next uh thing she did that i don't like queen elizabeth has 10 great grandchildren 10. i don't remember if megan has one or two of them but her whole complaint over um not being her child not being a prince and not having security three of the queen's 10 grandchildren have security those are uh, william and kate's children because they're in direct line of succession the great grandkids who aren't in the line of succession don't get security. I mean, it's got the line's got to be drawn somewhere, or like all the second, third, fourth cousins throughout the world would. Be, I mean, it has to end somewhere, and it ends um, not being in the line of secession. And so, for her to think it's about her, and is so self-centered and so narcissistic and so shitty um i mean and and she knew you know all this stuff like this isn't just stuff they randomly invented this is the way it's been since 1916 or what you know whatever year they established that and parliament voted on it so it's just nuts that accusation and so 
how is that not an informed opinion? I don't know. Uh, I think it was a pretty shitty accusation. And what's even worse is the queen spends some of her own money on the protection she does provide or the benefits she does give the working royals. Like the budget can't cover them all, so she spends her own money. And so in other words, she was getting charity from the queen and complained about it. Very not gracious, very, very shitty. Okay, then there's the whole mental health claim that she didn't get mental health, which is that is the the, the static that was being thrown at me is how can you call somebody name over having a mental health problem, yada, yada, yada. Well, I don't believe her. I think if she wanted to see a counselor, she could pick up the phone and make a call, use the yellow pages, tell her husband, hey, go out and get some milk and bring a counselor home with you. I mean, it would be so easy. She had, with the means, you can pay the hourly fee for a counselor and work out the details another time. What, like whether it's gonna whether it's gonna be covered by insurance, you can work that out later. They have the means to pay for a counselor for suicide prevention. So I don't believe her. I don't believe that anybody stood in her way. Um, I believe she's fully capable of picking up the phone and calling. I think um, she has greater access than normal people do to that type of help. Um, so I think, and and I also think it's a dangerous, it's, it's tough with mental health issues because you want to treat it seriously, but also you, you can't be an excuse. It's not going to be a good world to live in if, if you can get out of responsibility by playing the mental health card. So you can play it as that's a challenge that has to be dealt with, but you can't use it just as an excuse to, to not follow up on your commitments, which is what she's trying to do. And an incredible amount of younger people have completely fallen for it. That's awful. And lastly, she went on Oprah. She <laughs> went on Oprah, which is like the, I mean, I know something about uh, leaving, leaving a family. And I don't talk about it on Facebook. I'm not talking about specifics now. Certainly, I mean, I could. But I don't want to put the rest of my family in the middle. Plus, it's bad taste. Plus, people don't want to hear it. So I know, you know, it's something I know something about. And you don't go on Oprah and try to make the situation better. So that was like the tackiest, shittiest, most ungraceful, most um, unclassy move of the century. 
Okay, so anyway, that is why I don't think Meghan Markle is a good role model. I don't think she's a good person. I don't think it's somebody you want your daughters emulating. She does have some positive qualities. She's beautiful. She's a good dresser. She's ambitious. But um, if you're standing between her and advancing herself, you're going to get run over. It doesn't matter if you're the Queen of England. Um, she's not a good person. So I called her a liberated strumpet. Took a lot of heat for that. The word liberated, I think, I think I was trying to say, if you're part of the royal family and you're supposed to put the country first, maybe that isn't the right time and place and position to be the empowered do-it-all woman. You're more part of a team and working for a higher cause, not yourself. And she doesn't get that. So she could have said, no, thank you. We're going to go to Hollywood so we can continue to build our own life. That would have been fine to do before, um, before the wedding, before titles were made, before an estate was made, all that stuff. So anyway, the word the the snarky liberated I think is is well earned. That you know, like if there's any one place left on the planet where you can play your role as a good mother and a good wife and a good um, philanthropist, that should be it. But she can't do that because it's got to be all about her. Um, the word strumpet, someone who sleeps around a lot. That's not what I. I'm not accusing her of that, so I will retract the strumpet. Uh, I'm willing to replace the strumpet with a, a different insulting word that's more appropriate. So like trollop, maybe. I don't know. But uh, like people really angry over me calling her a strumpet. And so I will, I will um, admit defeat on that front and say that she's technically not a strumpet but she's not a role model and so something needs to be said she she needs to be called something negative so that there's no doubt with young people that this is not somebody to be admired so the other question is what about harry doesn't harry deserve half the blame yeah i suppose he does uh, i don't really have a problem with the fact that they left and are building a life on their own. I mean, that's good for them. Um, I just kind of sort of think they didn't go about doing it the right way. And um, and he probably should have uh, put his foot down, grown some balls, put his foot down, and said, hey, I've got your back. We're going to do this, but we're not going to go on Oprah. And we're not going to lie about uh, the reason why our child's not Prince. And we're not going to try to shoplift um, the, the country's public assets uh, to, for our personal betterment. So he deserves half the blame, but I, I just kind of, I feel like she's the ringleader. And that part of it, I really can't back with facts. That's just observation. Okay.
I bet zero people make it to the end. But I did what I said I would do. I got it off my chest, moving on with my life, never have to talk about it again. If somebody does make it to the end, type pineapple. I'll be impressed. Just as a code word, type pineapple as a comment. Thank you.